credit cards killing lending power. We're going to break down the myths of um, what's going to get you the most amount of money from the banks. Stay tuned. It's going to be a very, very interesting little episode for you this morning. Good morning, good morning, gentlemen. How are we? Well, thank you, gents. How are you? Very awesome. good, thank you. Very awesome. good. Awesome. Here we are. It's Monday. It's crunch time. It's always it exciting. Is. How was the weekend, guys? Oh, it's actually really good, eh? Like it's it's, it's smooth. Very good. We, we've got a Sunday, so you get your Sunday in. You make the most of the time that you've got. You got to make a Sunday feel like a Saturday as well. So you put two days together, and it was great. We're looking very dark. I, I know. He's going to make us a bit lighter. I mean, I already look so dark as it is, but here we are. We've got Mark. I can see Mark's commenting in there. <laughs> good, good morning, Mark. And how did Saturday go, Nathan and Bill? Did you guys see much change in auction clearances? Buyer interest, people at people at opens, etc. I, I don't think buy interest has changed at all. I still feel that it's that's really up there. I feel, of course, that buyers are still being rather cautious and um, are being rather strategic in their approach to to purchasing their, their next asset or the you know their next forever home, for instance. But it's it, we haven't seen the numbers decline whatsoever. Um, and it's exciting for me because I can see it on both angles from both the resi side and, and the commercial side. So it's um, it's kept us on our toes, kept us very busy. I'm sure for Billy as well. I'm sure he can even comment on that. Yeah, the um, Saturday numbers, I actually think they're picking up a little bit. Compared to four weeks ago, we've definitely seen group numbers pick up. Um, and that was across all of our stock. So apartments, and then we had a couple of freestanding homes on and coming on for next week as well. So, yeah. Some really quality stock, but um, definitely a lot of people uh, starting to come back. Good to hear it's holding strong. Yeah, that's it. Now, this morning's topic, I mean, we're at episode 760 and we're talking about credit cards killing lending power. So let's get moving, guys. Let's see what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. Um, look, it's a hot topic and, um, I mean, I think it's 68 or 70% of Australians actually have a credit card. So a huge portion of people have this line of credit that's attached to their, their financial profile. Um, I guess where it comes into play going for a home loan is rule of thumb, credit card debt at $10,000 increments generally lessens borrowing capacity between 40 and $50,000. So if you're looking for a $1 million loan and you apply on your profile that you've got a $10,000 credit card, you'll be going for a $950,000 or $960,000 loan. Interesting. Interesting. So is it, is it true, Zach, that having a credit card from a young age, trying to repay it off consistently, um, so you in theory building a credit rating, is, is that good for lending power or is that bad? Depends how you use it and if you make the repayments. Um, I suppose if you're spending a lot of your time at the bar in your younger years, fresh out of uni or high school, and uh, not making those repayments and carrying a balance all the way through and carrying interest charges, it's it's it's, it's not going to look look too good. But a lot of people are smart with them, and there are some benefits, you know, including that of an established credit history. 
that uh, can come from having a credit card. Um, I mean, I personally don't have one at the moment, but uh, if you can manage it, if you can keep a low rate or a low rate card, a longer interest period, then you, know, you give yourself the best opportunity to use it for things uh, maybe for you know regular consumables, groceries, petrol, things that you typically expect to pay for. Uh, that yep. you will be paying off every month or that you should be paying off the full balance of your card every month so that you can consistently maintain a good credit profile. And, and riddle me this, Zach. I mean, despite the fact that someone would be making their repayments quite consistently, I mean, like, would you say that you don't need to check your credit score or is it something that, you know, again, despite that you're making that, that consistent repayment, despite that you, you're there, you're present, does it mean that you don't look at the credit score or you do? Personal choice, definitely check your credit score. I mean, there's no reason not to. Um, unfortunately, there are instances of fraudulent activity out there. I did have mm -hmm. a client last week. Uh, they had a, an account open in their name that wasn't actually them. And as a result, who'd ever opened that account fraudulently actually defaulted, didn't make payments, but it was under his name. So he's had his credit file repaired. It's been acknowledged and... Um, it's back to normal. He's got a good credit score. But if there's a default, if there's a missed payment or if there's regular missed payments, um, yeah, it, it can reflect poorly. But in that instance, it was a positive result. Everyone realised it wasn't him and it was fixed. Yeah. Fantastic. I think Mark's chiming in with us this morning. The spot is not physically present. I think he's even tracked the comment in there. Does it matter where you spend your money on a credit card when getting a loan? Are you gambling, spending, you know, TAB, et cetera? Will it affect loan applications? There's Marky Mark with this question this morning. Great question, Mark. Thanks for joining. Um, <laughs> the banks take three things in key account when they're looking at a, a lender, uh, capacity, collateral, and character. And that last one of character is pretty evident when looking through someone's bank statements, which is a statutory requirement of any lending application. If they see regular deductions from the TAB, you know, to certain amounts, the, yeah, it yeah. can be considered a hobby. But if it's yeah. in excess of the person's living means, then it could be a real issue. And it demonstrates that the character of that person, you know, may not be something that the lender has in their appetite. Right. So they do look. Absolutely. They're watching. Always. <laughs> Um, we've got another. We've got another question from um, a LinkedIn um, watcher this morning. Fixed or variable? You had this one the other day. <laughs> I did. Variable still the common theme. The fixed rates, I think, for two years are well up above the fours at the moment for a lot of the major lenders. Um, not to say we're not seeing things less than that, but variable rates are still in the low twos low to mid twos so very very competitive i've got a question for you we were talking off air so as a, as a young person applying for a mortgage what can you do to try and make sure you're maximizing your um your lending power how do you get as much money out of the bank as possible go get a job start making a living and prove that you can live for less than you make and uh don't use your credit card at the tab or the or at the bar <laughs> You were saying living at home, just absolutely um, trying to minimise your expenses as much as possible. 
yeah, look, expenses being at a minimum obviously helps. Uh, there's uh, a method called the HEM that the banks use. That's a standard calculation for an applicant's expenses, whether you're a single applicant, a dual applicant, a dual applicant with one dependent. There's all yep. these different thresholds that um, lenders apply, which yep. has a standard amount that they expect you to spend. So if you're under that, the banks might request to see bank statements proving that you're under that. But generally, if you're you know, within 10% of that, then, you know, you can, and, and you can service. By that, I mean the actual loan repayments per month, then uh, you should be good to go. Now, back to our LinkedIn user, I think this is why it's fun when we do these things in the morning, because we can get every, um, every person under the sun giving their comments and feedback. So the original question earlier, um, uh, fixed or variable, I'm assuming this is the same person, uh, on a mixture of both, say 30-70 split. On a mixture of both, say 30-70 split. Well, I said it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it depends, again, on the capacity of the person to repay, the character of the person, the collateral they got, if they got any properties, assets, what their income is, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And that factors into serviceability. So if you want to... If you want to fix 30% of a million dollar loan, that's $300,000, then, you know, your repayments fixed at, say, a higher rate, which we're seeing at the moment in the fixed world, would probably be palatable with a 30-70 split because you've got the majority at a lower rate, which we're seeing in the variable world. And with the variable side of things, you do have the ability to have an offset account. I'm not sure if you know the impacts of an offset account, but that lets you put extra savings against that variable amount so that you're actually then reducing the interest component payable. So if you've got $700,000 in that variable uh, portion and then you have $50,000 in savings or in your offset account, if it's in that offset account, then you're only paying interest on $650,000 rather than the $700,000 portion. Incredible, incredible. Now, Michael Edwards here, looks like he's chimed in this morning as well. What's the best way to build a great credit card profile? Thank you for your question, Michael, by the way, if you're listening. <laughs> don't miss any repayments, don't default, and uh, yeah, as I said, live within your means. Live within your means. Character, I'm gonna remember that one from this morning. <laughs> there we go. I, I've, got a, I've got another question for you, Zach. Um, are the banks assessing the so-called risk on each um, application just purely based on how much money they're going to lend you or will they actually charge you different amounts depending on um, depending on how safe of an investment you are or a risk uh, so through the through the servicing calculations that are done by us the broker uh, you can determine the maximum capacity and generally a maximum capacity is one thing and then you've got a DTI which is your debt to income so that looks at the debt you're intending to borrow and any existing debt you have versus your income so yeah. a typical good debt to income or an, a, a, a relatively simple process through a bank is with a DTI of six or below which means that you know for every 
for every six debts you've got an income to pay for sort of thing and it's spread over that 30-year term with the mortgage but you know that's not to say that there are scenarios where the DTI is higher but for that to be again palatable for the lender generally they're after a lower LVR so someone on someone asking for you know 90% LVR might have a DTI of six but someone who might have a DTI of seven or eight, maybe they've got an LVR of 50. So they've actually got more equity in their property. It's not actually income, but it's the house that they own. It looks at the assets and liabilities, um, you know, in that LVR factor and then applies it to the DTR, DTI, sorry. So you're saying, you're saying there's normally six debts to one income? In terms of value, there's like, it, it, I wouldn't say normal. I'm saying lenders prefer under six in terms of the way that their calculation spits out the number. So a DTI right. of six and below is relatively palatable for, an, uh, for a lender. And, and what can that look like? Car, house, credit cards, if they're existing, things like that? Yeah, well, all, all, the, all the debt mechanisms. So cars, if they've got a loan on it, there's a monthly repayment associated that factors into the liabilities, but if it's owned outright, it's owned as an asset. Um, And unless it's an income producing asset, that's not factored into serviceability and the monthly repayments. Right. So if you have a rental property, an investment property that you're renting out, um, it applies the rental income and, you know, if there's a facility on that property as well, a negative gearing aspect to the serviceability calculation. We've got a killer question here from um, LinkedIn as well. Is there much competition between the big four banks or other best deals coming from the second tier lenders? What are your thoughts? Uh, There's always competition. There's a lot of cashback offers for refinancing at the moment between the majors. And I guess as we see, uh, the cash rate going up, the banks are changing policies, although their interest rates are following the cash rate in its hike. Um, the yeah. bank policies are coming to be a little bit more flexible in how they assess people. So uh, as recent as last Tuesday, NAB came back to the table offering loans for people only wanting to provide one year of financials, so one year of an income tax return whereas traditionally NAB requests two years. So it's that sort of restructuring of policies and also the cashbacks that we're seeing as being competitive factors. Their rates are all all pretty comparable, but it's in the policies and their special offers at the moment. Yeah, cool. And then the second question. um, So if you've recently set up um, your own firm, you're looking to, you know, maximise... you know, how attractive you look to lenders um, when you're looking to refinance, what what can you do? We'd probably have to get their profile picture if they're looking to maximise attractiveness. In terms of starting their new firm, uh, they'd want to be ABN registered for you know minimum 18 months and then, yeah, to provide those current year financials so at this point in time the current year financials is FY 2021 and then if their business has continued to perform um, you can supply BAS statements for the current year being FY 22 
So at the moment, Baz statements for Q1, Q2, and Q3 up to Aju, uh, and they track uh, the business's financial stability or the financial standing of that business through the year on a quarterly basis. And if that's showing you know good numbers and it's building on the 2021 year financials, then that definitely maximizes the attractiveness amongst lenders. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I love it. And I think they, they've, they've come back with something really nice. I love social media. Free morning advice. Thanks, guys. There it is. Got to love that positive attitude in the morning. We do love having you on, Zach. <laughs> Wealth of knowledge. Love being here. you, guys. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. One more question from, from Mr. Novak. Is there a loan-friendly credit card between the credit card companies? A loan-friendly credit card? Well, there are a lot of credit cards offered as package deals with the lenders. So if you're looking to substitute that existing one that you have, some of the package deals with lenders offer uh, credit cards. In terms of lender-friendly credit cards prior to lending, the low rate and the ones that are paid off is definitely the ones that are friendly. What about going with um, getting a credit card with, or is this what you're talking about, with um, you know, the bank that you've got your mortgage with? Are they going to do you a better deal or do you think still shop around? Uh, look, there's, yeah, there, there's plenty of options with the lender, um, especially the majors. They offer the packages with the cards. Sometimes they do offer discounts and, you know, the credit card fee is built into the fee that you're paying for the package. Now what the package sometimes gets you with the lender is a discounted interest rate on your actual loan facility. Yeah, I know um, St. George offered me a thing like that. Hard to know whether it's a good deal, though. What it, what it definitely, do you think? definitely compare it against uh, uh, against anything else you're looking at. Always better to know your options. Always compare, yeah. And um, we've got another question here. Sorry, is a beta? A beta or income more important to banks? I've never actually earnings heard that before. I think it's EBIT. They mean to say EBITDA earnings before income tax and amortization and depreciation. So. That's a good question. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a it, it's a good question because depreciation is an add back. So if you've got if, if that is EBITDA with the D between the T and the A, uh, depreciation can be added back for some lenders, most lenders, as uh, a way to improve serviceability. So it's just the, the the policy, the way that some some banks calculate business income and net profits. You've got a net profit before tax figure, and then you've got an interest expense which can be added back to the net profit. So it actually boosts the net profit, and also the depreciation and the amortization expense for some lenders is added back. Well, Nate's nodding, uh, nodding his head, pretending he knows what's going <laughs> on. You've lost me there. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's, that's all right. Uh, I hope it uh, answers the question. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, it's it's safe to say that you're an absolute wealth of, like, of knowledge. Like, goodness me. I feel like I'm back in high school again. It's the first the class of the morning and um, we're, we're getting hit, hit with the books, but it's fantastic. And at least as well, too, it, it, it definitely helps a lot of people out there. Hence why we've had so many people chiming in and asking questions. It's fantastic. 
Oh, happy to be here, gents. And I'm, it is a bit of an aggressive class for a Monday morning at 7.45, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> but I think that's, um, that's a yeah, wrap on the show this morning. Thank you again for joining us. Um, yeah, it's a killer episode. Um, even Mark was a little bit lost on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, it's a killer episode. Um, very relevant. As you said, 70 to 80% of Australians have credit cards. Obviously, a lot of those people are, um, you know, going to or currently have an existing mortgage. So, um, yeah. In, in a wrap, would you say, you know, make sure you're sort of planning in advance before you, you know, cut yourself with the knees? Yeah. Well, you never <laughs> want to plan to plan to cut yourself with the knees, but um, yeah, definitely. As you said, Billy, compare compare the options. Look at what's look look at what's available to you and. Yeah, just make sure you don't miss those repayments. That's it. Fantastic. Anything else to add in, Nate? I, f- I feel like that's it. My brain's going to explode. <laughs> you know, when I do Sensei Saturdays with Mark, it's one thing. I feel like this was a whole other ball game, but it was amazing. Thanks so much Happy for having Monday. me. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Enjoy. Thank you. Thanks, guys.